identity doesn't affect me. My emotions doesn't affect me. Doesn't rule me. Hallelujah. You know, there's places where our emotions, you know, is it's okay. I know we have feelings, you know, but you know, we're not supposed to. It's carnality when it comes to keeps you with thank, from things of God. Amen. Amen. If, if your emotions keep you from coming to church. You need to be, you need to go to the altar and be checking on them. Hallelujah. Because they're ruling you. The Bible says we can't serve two masters. They're mastering you. Hallelujah. You know, our flesh, our carnality sometimes will, will, will try and they'll want to master us. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. Hallelujah. The Lord, He wants you to be able, if you can receive a spirit, He wants to go take you to a place to destroy that. A place. You know, the devil, He works at you in your mind. Hallelujah. Your mind, that's where the battle's at in the mind until we get this mind of Christ. And, you know, I've been thinking about something, you know, you know, how... You know, we say how we want this mind of Christ. We say how we got the mind of Christ or how we walk in the Spirit. But let me tell you something. You can't have two minds, Sister Angela. You're either going to have to have the mind of Christ or you're going to have to have your mind. People, you know, the, the carnal mind, it talks to you so much saying, well, you can't reach a place in, in God like that. But the Bible says it. That's, that's what it says. It says, let this mind be in you which is in Christ Jesus. That's what it says. It says, and the Bible wouldn't have said something if it wasn't no way you could achieve it. Hallelujah. Just because you ain't achieved it yet, that don't mean you can't achieve it. Amen. Hallelujah. They, I haven't reached a place where things don't affect me. Hallelujah. You know, I ain't reached a place sometimes where, where, where thoughts come up that, that, uh, that, that I'm not able to sometimes, you know, by, by thoughts of my own, I, I don't cast them down like I should. I don't take them to prayer like I should. I let them war at me. I let them set up strongholds in my spirit. Amen. I mean, nobody in here else may not be like that, but that's, that's the way I get sometimes. You know, stunts, you know, when you do that, you get your growth, spiritual growth. It's stunned, amen. Amen. It is, it is stunned, you know, but I love the Lord. And I appreciate the Lord so much. And I'm so glad to be gathered in the house of God tonight with God's people. And I'm going to tell you something, you know. God didn't make us. I'm going to say something that may be strange, but God, He didn't save you and call you or pull on you or tug on your heart. Hallelujah. For you to be a spectator, amen. Hallelujah. When you, the God, if He's reaching for you, you know, there may be somebody in here tonight that ain't saved. If He's reaching for you, they, you know, He's applying that, but, 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 but you, you got some, you know, you can't just be a spectator and expect God to do all the work. Same way. Well, us older Christians, we just can't come in here expecting we're just going to receive something. But it's some work. It's some pushing out things. It's some reaching. It's letting our mind be elevated to what the Word is saying. Getting a hold of the Spirit of God. Getting a hold of His Word. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing what? Hallelujah. Hearing the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hearing the, hearing the Word of God preached. Hearing the Word of God that you read off your Bible. Lord, hearing testimonies. Hearing, hearing by the Spirit. You know, not just reading or not just quoting the Word. There's something got to get inside of you in that Word. And then it's got to come alive. The Spirit is what gives life. That's why it's so important to get in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Without being in the Spirit... Without looking for, a, searching for a place in God and seeing if we're, you know, every time, you know, I pastor the church, but every time I come in here, I examine myself to see if I'm in the faith. See if I'm in the faith that I'm preaching, you know, see if I'm falling short. 
to duties that I, that I, that I preach. I don't want to be made a castaway. I'm always examining my life, always pressing forward until I can get to a place that I see where, where God wants us to go. Amen. Hallelujah. I can see the mark. Hallelujah. A lot of people, they, they, uh, uh they, they, they'll preach or they'll, testify that they are searching for a mark and they don't even know that, what that mark is. Hallelujah. That mark is the fullness of God living inside of me, the dominion, hallelujah, the, the authority and the power to overcome this carnal mind, hallelujah, so we can do what the Father tells us to do without any restriction. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jason, we ain't reached a place like that yet. Some places in our life we may have reached, you know. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, I want to be in a place where I can live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. I want to be in a place. You know, the Bible says we can be hid in Christ. Hallelujah. Now, if you hid, you hid from something. You, 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 you not, don't nothing bother you. Don't nothing affect you if you're in a place that hid. The Bible tells us to, to reckon ourselves to be dead to things. Hallelujah. It didn't say we're totally dead, but we gotta, we gotta walk like we are. We gotta put off this thing the Bible says. For us to uh, uh, put off every weight and sin that so easily besets us. You know, that's something that we have to do. That's, that, that's the work. It don't save us. But it's something. We, we gotta, we gotta tear down everything that the devil's gonna try to get a hold of. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. That's a walk, hallelujah, that we have to walk. We have to examine ourselves daily and everything that the upsetting has come. You know, sometimes I get upset. And I'll be asking, you know, and God will ask me, why are you so upset? I said, God, I don't know. I just want to be upset for a little while. And he said, that's the problem. You need to be walking in the Spirit. You need to find out what's getting you upset. Hallelujah. You need, you need to understand what's tearing you down. You need to understand what's trying to get a hold of you. Hallelujah. And you, be, you need to cast that down. You need to take it to prayer. You need to destroy that thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I am excited. I'm excited about the things of God. Hallelujah. And I want to go to prayer just for a minute, get the mind of God. I'm not going to preach tonight, even though I could. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though I could. Hallelujah. I want the mind of God. Who wants the mind of God in here? How many in here? I'm going to open my eyes. A lot of times I have my eyes closed because I just don't want to look out. How many in here wants the mind of God to take place tonight? Hallelujah. So we could say that we're going to get in one Accord, amen. We all want the same thing, and that's the, for God to have His way. All right, amen. All want God to have His way. All right. That's what you want, right? Come on, amen, amen, amen. Amen. I'm, I'm taking you to a place. You want God to have His way. All right. Now, look here. When God has His way, that don't mean it's your way. It don't mean it's your way. God's thoughts is higher than your thoughts, and His ways is higher than your ways. Amen. So if something comes along and you don't naturally like it or you think it ain't your way, I want you to remember this. You raised your hand. You didn't really, you may have thought you was confessing it before me, but you confessed it before God. And it, you know, hallelujah, you might want to take it back if you don't mean it. Hallelujah. I don't know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't mean it, you need to take it back. I ain't no, you know, I don't want to make no false confession to God, but I want God to have His way. Well, if it rubs me the wrong way, I want Him to have His way. Hallelujah. I've had enough, hallelujah, I come up in a generation of microwave, microwave religion. Some of you may not, you know, it's a true fact. It's a true fact that we want things fast. We want things speedily. And the Bible says that, you know, 
God, that things come to us that wait upon the Lord. That's where your strength's renewed. Sometimes God wants to take us into a deeper place. Sometimes God wants to change our ways and things. Some things, some things Paul talked to us, uh, some people a lot of times in the Bible, and he said, I wanted to talk to you spiritually, but I couldn't because you were still babes. And I don't believe in being a babe all of your Christian walk with life. I don't believe it. I even believe this. I even believe even the early stages. You know, the fact, you know, there's a time when you're, that a baby's on a bottle. Amen. I said I wasn't going to preach and I ain't, but I'm going to prepare your heart. You need to prepare your heart to receive. The Lord dealt with me today. I was watching my daughter and the grandkids is over at the house and she put some, we had some mashed potatoes and she put some in his mouth and he, Get it out. You know why? He used to being on milk. He used to being on that yogurt. He likes the way that tastes. Amen. He don't like the way that it gets in his mouth. Don't like the way it feels. You know, whatever. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know what he's thinking. All I know is he spit it out. And God began to deal with me and talk to me on things. You know. But guess what? He's still a baby. He's a year old. A little over a year old, right? All right. It's time that he starts. Being introduced to some things, some substance, amen. If he's not getting some substance, some nutrition and some growth, hallelujah, then it's going to stun his growth, amen, right? Amen. Now, now look here now. I, 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 amen. And so he's going to be malnourished, hallelujah. That's the same way with Christian folk. Hallelujah. By the time you get about a year old in God, I believe it. I mean, come on. We got natural sense, but we ain't got no spiritual sense. Hallelujah. Sometimes you get about a year old in God, it's time to start giving you a little bit. If you spit it out, it's okay. I can handle it. We can clean it up. And then we can... Sometimes, some, some kids start eating a little bit earlier than others. Some people, some of them potty train earlier than others. Come on now. Now I'm talking carnal, but if you let it sink down and get in your spirit, amen. And Paul said, I won't have you ignorant. A lot of times he'd come to me and said, I don't want to have you ignorant on spiritual things. <laughs> he just because you're ignorant on things, that just means, that's, uh, that's not really a bad word like we've made it. It just means something unknown to you, amen. It don't mean you're stupid. That don't mean, that ain't what, that ain't what Paul was saying. Paul was saying, these things ain't been revealed to you yet. It's been revealed to me. Amen. In the position that he was in, he could say, things have been revealed to him. And I I don't want you to be ignorant of things. I'm going to try to reveal them to you. So just take the brakes off and, and try to digest it. He knew. He knew everybody wasn't going to digest it. Everybody wasn't going to be able to take it and comprehend it. Amen. But he fed it anyway. Hallelujah. I believe we're going to get fed tonight. I don't know where God's going in the Word tonight or what He's going to do. I'm going to go to prayer. Father, you've seen everybody that raised their hands and they said, we come in, in agreement, Lord. I, I, you know, God, they said they wanted Your will to be done in this service tonight. God, I charge You, Master. Let Your will be done. Not our will. Let Your will be done in this place tonight. God, not the will of flesh, not the will of man, Lord, but let Your will come forth in this place tonight, no matter what it is, Lord. We want it. We want it. If it's rebuke, we want it. Hallelujah. My God, if it's, if it's something You want to expound on tonight, Lord, and take us deeper, we want it. 
Because you want it for us, Master. Because we want your will to be done and not our will to be done. We press past our flesh, our carnal mind, and what we want, God, and we're going to be totally open tonight. We're not going to put the brakes on. We're going to do our work tonight. Our work is just to release and be receptive. We're not going to be just spectators. We're not going to sit there tonight. Uh, only just to, we're going to open up our, our minds. We're going to open up our hearts. We're going to open up our spirit to receive you tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. And the church said, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, Lisa. I just feel like turning it over to you now. Hallelujah. If that's okay, if you feel like that's the way the Spirit goes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's reach out to Him for a few minutes. Let's continue to get that mind of His Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I tell you, the Spirit of the Lord's been here in this meeting. He's gathered us together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. It's not about who's up here. It's not about who's talking. It, but the Spirit of God needs to be talking to our hearts tonight. Oh, hallelujah. We came together in prayer. Oh, God, I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord put some things in my spirit tonight, and I'm going to share those for a few minutes. Uh, however long, and I understand if you have obligations and such and you need to go, I'm all right with that, but I'm going to hang tight and get everything God's got for me tonight. I cleared my schedule for this meeting. That might not mean anything to anyone else, but my time is my time. And it's important to me. So I'm here to get, but I respect that everyone, I respect that so uh, but I tell you, it ain't going to slow me down. I'm going to get in here and get what God's got. But He put some things in my spirit, and I'm going to put it out here tonight. We're going to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. So that many years ago, let me just tell you, you're going to come as a little child or you're not coming to the Lord. I know Brother Michael was talking about maturity, but he also talked about that babe. And I'm going to tell you, none of us are too old that we know it all. That we can't humble ourselves. And I, even a little child can, a little child can teach you something about the Lord. And I'm going to give you something that the Lord put in my spirit several years ago. And the reason it's come back in my mind is because I was, uh, we have some precious, uh, new people in our church in LJ. And I, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to time out right there. I begged God for hungry people. I have begged God for hungry people. You think what you will, but I am tired of people that spit over and puke up the Word of God and God's instruction. And God is sending us people that receive His instruction and are hungry for His Word. Has put me on my knees, because you know what? That's a charge, and you're responsible. And I love it. I guard it. So this precious soul was... Dealing with some things and it caused me, you know, when in our walk with the Lord, we go through so many things. And it's easy once you get the victory over something that that was back there and now you move on. Now that, that is our walk with the Lord. He matures us. We go from faith to faith. This is all part of it. But it does good to remember. I'm not talking about sin. That ain't what, that's under the blood and behind you. You don't have that, you don't have to go there, but I'm talking about when God works something in your faith, it does good to go back and remember that. And it will humble you. 
Because I remember the time I didn't have faith. And I'm going to share something. Some of you have heard it. Some have not. But even if you heard it, I'm going to tell you, look, with, listen, with new ears tonight. There's not a one soul in here. And I'm telling you, not a one soul in here that cannot hear what I'm telling you. And I reached a place in my life that I didn't know if God heard me when I prayed. I've lived for God, I thought, all my life. I received the Lord at the age of nine. God spoke to me audible at ten years old. His hand has been on my life. The enemy tried to kill me when I was a year and a half. And another time when I was six. Countless times in between as he tried to kill me spiritually and smother me. Somewhere along the way, I lost my way. Let me tell you another time out. I don't really care whether you are interested in what I am saying because I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. And it matters not to me. Do not make me by the Spirit of God get my bulldozer out. Don't do it. God has come to strengthen His people tonight. And I withstand you, rebellion spirit. And I cast you to the pit of hell. You either get in or get out. In the name of Jesus Christ, I withstand you. Because He that's in me is greater than any rebellious spirit. Now, back to what I was saying. I do get aggravated. When God's people need help and the enemy raises his head and causes you to have to rebuke it. Heaven help me, Father, because your people need strength tonight. So I reached a place in my life that I didn't know if he heard me when I prayed. And the words came out of my mouth that said, my husband's name is John, for those that don't know, he going to possibly be ministering tonight. And I said, I know you hear John when I pray, but I don't know if you hear me. And as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I said, how did I get to this place? I'm telling you all, I walked with the Lord when I was a young girl and a teenager and in my early 20s. Life got hard along the way and I lost my way. And so... I said, I don't know how this happened and how I got in this place, but I will not stay there. I will not stay here. And I got up off that floor, and the Spirit of God spoke in me, and He said, thank God the Spirit of God was still there. Thank God He didn't leave me in that place. He didn't leave me in that place. He just wanted me to repent. Do you all hear me? I was not living a life of sin. Do you hear me? But my relationship with God, my spirit of prayer, had left me. Oh, I prayed along the way. But my relationship had shifted. And I can stand proudly before you because Jesus Christ has restored me. And I tell this because I want people to never think you can't come back. But you've got to repent. You've got to repent from whence you have fallen. Now that's the word. He did not speak that to me at that moment. But I know that's the scripture that applies. I had to repent for putting other things before him. 
and for not pursuing my relationship with Him. And I got up off that floor and He spoke because I said, I'm sorry. And I said, it's not going to stay this way. I'll do whatever it takes. And He spoke in my spirit and He said, go back to what you know works. And I did a complete literal 180 in my living room and I walked over to my hall and I started walking up and down that hall and I can tell you with no shame in my face I could not string a scripture together. I could not quote one single scripture. This is a woman who as a child and a teenager as I said I quoted the word all the time. I knew the word. My mama raised me that way. I knew it. But I couldn't string together. I sat in preaching. My husband's a minister. I was church all the time. Church did not save me. My husband's relationship with God did not save me. My mama's relationship with God did not give me a relationship with God. I couldn't string together a scripture for my life. But whatever I could piece together, I pieced it together. Because this much I know, the Word of God cannot fail. It cannot fail. And I knew if I could get me some kind of scripture out there, it would, I could take hold on it and God would do the rest. That spirit rose up in me. Oh, don't think, look at here. I didn't believe a word coming out of my mouth. So I thought my head was telling me I didn't believe a word of it. But thank God the spirit, the true me was here. The true me was calling out to him. And I started walking up and down that hall saying, God, I don't even know, God, how did I get to this place, but I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I took day and night, y'all. Day and night I sought the Lord. Day and night. You don't believe me and I don't care. You didn't live my life. You don't have snot stains on your chair and in your basement floor. You don't have a path worn out in your hall like I do. You don't have an alabaster box like I got. And I wasn't walking the streets being a hooker. I wasn't pushing drugs. I wasn't cussing. I lived a good life. But it wasn't a righteous life. It was a good life. Oh, the Pharisees, they love to wear long robes and have long prayers. But they missed it. But thank God He brought me to my knees. And that cry came out of me that day. And I got, I don't give myself credit for that cry. I give him credit for that cry. Oh my God, it was nothing in me that got me up off that floor. It was nothing in me that got me up on that floor. If you ever heard one thing I've said, you know it's the Christ. It's the Christ and his mercy alone. Thank God he still heard my prayer. But you know the only prayer he heard was that prayer of repentance. Do you hear me? The only prayer he heard from me was the prayer of repentance. That's it. That's the first prayer. It doesn't matter all that crying and snotting I was doing before. He didn't hear it. Oh, but when I was ready, you better know I repented. I repented from whence I had fallen. Why else would he tell me, go back to what you know works? He made a believer out of me. And I got up off that floor, and as time went on, as time went on, months went on, I began seeking the Lord, because I was making my way back. 
I was making my way back. I'm his. I belong to him. I got out on the enemy's territory where he could rip me up and shred me apart. I got out there out from under the cover and in the protection. He couldn't help me. His hands were tied. I wasn't living by his word. I wasn't being faithful to the word of God. And he was picking me apart, intending to destroy me. Intending to take me to hell and not be the vessel of God that he called and ordained me to be. His hand on my life. That's why he spoke to me at 10 years old. I don't care what my mama and my grandmama taught me. It was that audible voice of God that I know. That I know. As I went on seeking the Lord to restore my life to him. And restore my relationship from whence I had fallen. One day... I'm telling you, I'm summoned. I truly am giving you all the Reader's Digest version. You can believe it or not. One day, many trials, many things going on in life. I couldn't handle it, so I thought. I was at my breaking point, so I thought. I was going under, so I thought. The enemy sure wanted me to be there. And I... I'm telling you, I got in that Word of God because it won't fail. I don't care how much you think you know the Word of God. I prayed those spaghetti prayers practice talk about. I can tell you, I threw every prayer against the wall to see which one would stick. I threw any scripture up there I could to try to get a hold of something. I was dying. Telling you I was dying and my faith was not in a place to bring me out. My faith was not in a place to deliver me. And God was not going to let a vessel of God lay hands on me. I'm the one that went down that road and I was going to come to him to get out of it. Wasn't no two ways about it. And hallelujah, because that is what made me. That is what made me. He forced me to find him. He forced me to humble myself. He forced me to get on my knees and said, your way or no way. He forced me. Thank God he loved me enough to drive me to my knees and say, I call on you and I want no way but your way. That's his mercy. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for that on my life. I don't care what anybody thinks. My flesh will just cringe at some stuff, but ultimately, it's what he thinks of me. It's what he thinks of me day in and day out. I love my family. They are my life, but not beyond him. Him first and him alone. Though none go with me, though none go with me, I'll follow. So I had all these situations in my life. I mean, fires on every side, it looked like. Overwhelmed, grief, despair. Fear, anguish. Oh, my God. I can't even. not going to go into it. But it was there. You're just going to have to trust me. And this is what I said because I told you I was searching the word of God for my answer. And one day I came across this scripture that says, Seek ye first. You remember Sister Gail? She knows right when that was in my life. You, th- now you know what I was going through at that time. I didn't talk about it then. But now you know. Because he's delivered me. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. I might get them twisted up. One says kingdom of God, other kingdom of heaven, same thing. And his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I'm going to tell you a true story. I was focused on the all these things. And that's the honest truth. My life, I needed the, all these things. I had to have it. I was falling apart. I was losing it. I was losing my marriage, my children, my home. 
naturally, financially, every area. Thank God my health still was hanging on. A few scares when I thought I was having a heart attack. Anxiety. That's real. If you've ever had anxiety, it manifests. It's a spirit. I'll tell you it's a spirit, but it does manifest with a natural effect in your body, and it'll cause you no joke. But I'm delivered today without medication. Without medication, not a pill, I'm delivered. And I had to have all these things. Oh, he knows how to draw us in. He knows how to, He knew Lisa needed to get all these things settled before she was going to seek him first. He knew. He knew exactly how to push my buttons and push me in the corner. Oh, my God. Thank him for it. Whatever you're going through, thank him that he knows where your low is. Thank you he knows where the bottom of your barrel is. Thank God. And don't kick it out and make it go lower. Hit the bottom and let's go. So I got that scripture, and this is what I said. I said, now, Jesus, you listen here. You said to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. I said, now, I'm going to tell you straight up, God, I don't know what that means. I do not have the understanding of this. I don't know what it is. But I see this is what your word says. But i got to have all these things. i got to have it. So, out of obedience, I'm going to seek you first. The only way I know how, and I did, and I didn't understand the kingdom of heaven for years to come. God didn't open my understanding front of it. There is a difference between heaven and the kingdom of heaven. I'm not going to teach. That's not my point. But I didn't know the difference of, I thought my goal was to live a good life and go to heaven. But praise God, he showed me that prize, that prize. I can have it right here on this earth. I can live in that complete authority of His Spirit without that carnal mind right here on this earth. And I began seeking Him. Look what He's done so far. Might not be much to y'all. I don't. Matters not to me. But I got me a little sheep. I got me a little sheep that loves what God's done in my life. And she asks my counsel. She respects what God's done in my life. And I can just feed her. And she told me, she's precious. Might not mean anything to y'all, but it means a lot to me. And she told me, I I told her that experience. And she texted me the next day. She said, if I am honest with you and myself, I'm going to tell you that I don't know what the kingdom of heaven is either. She said, but I have asked him to reveal it to me. A million dollars for that right there. What a charge God gave me. I get to teach somebody about the indwelling of the Christ. I get to do that is an honor. That is a privilege that he entrusted that soul to me. And I get to shepherd that soul. It's worth every ounce of hell I went through. I don't want to go back for a minute. Don't misinterpret. It was hell. And I don't want to do it again. But I praise God for what it worked in me. It's not worthy to be compared to that glory that's being revealed in my life. I'm telling y'all, everything, I mean, 
many things that I suffered, this woman has suffered. Am I telling the truth before God? As our LJ people get here, they'll tell you the truth. She'll tell you herself. Word for word, the things the enemy told me, he's told her over these last few months. Blows my mind, but I said, hallelujah, I know how to kick that devil. Come on, sister, we running him out out of here. You don't have to live a tormented life. Do you know that you choose to live a tormented life? Oh, you said, that's just mean, sister Lisa. No, it's not. I'm telling you, I'm giving you fighting words. If you living in a grump, it's because you want to be a grump. I'm going to tell you straight up. If you're in a grump, you want to be a grump. If you want to be mean, if you act mean, you want to be mean. Because you got enough Holy Ghost. If you submit yourself to the Spirit of God, you'll have enough Holy Ghost to subdue that thing. You want to be a gossip? You are, if you are a gossip, it's because you want to be a gossip. If you're a backbiter, hey, you know how to not gossip? If you got something to tell me, if I got trash cans right here. If if it goes in, there's a garbage disposal to chew it right up. It doesn't have to come out right here. It's called the Holy Ghost. It's called the Holy Ghost. You let him govern your life. You let him govern your tongue. You let him govern your spirit. And this is the counsel that I give. Because that's a counsel God gave me. You're no more you are. You're no more of God than you are standing in your home. You are no more of God than what you are. Oh, you might have a moment. I got it. I'm not yet perfected. We're not, are we, Brother Michael? I'll tell you that. You can point my faults out all day long. I'm okay with it. Because I know where I'm headed. I know where I'm headed. And that's between you and the Lord. He has righteous judgment. That's not for you to judge. Let Him have that righteous judgment. If you let the Holy Ghost govern your life, He will change you. And you say, I'll never pull out a gun and shoot somebody. Let me tell you something. You don't govern your temper in the little thing. You think you're not susceptible to a spirit. You are no match. God gives you grace to govern yourself. If you have the Holy Ghost or you claim to have it, You'll pull out a gun, shoot somebody, or slit their throat, or punch them down before you even know it. And you're wondering, where in the world did that come from? You think you can't get bound with depression? Let me tell you how you entertain the first negative thought. You entertain the first negative thought. You know how I know? Because I paved that road. That's how I know. And the Holy Ghost delivered me. Temper doesn't particularly seem to be my issue at the moment, thank God. Not that I don't have one, but, you know, it doesn't tend to run away with me. Thank God. Gave me some temperance in that area. I have other things, other struggles. Don't let the first angry thought come to your mind. Why can't you rebuke it? Every thought, you know whether it's of God or not. Why not rebuke it? If your toe hurts or you get sick to your stomach, you rebuke the evil spirit, the spirit of infirmity, whatever you want to call it. You rebuke the headache, the stomach ache, but you won't rebuke the thought and you won't rebuke the tongue. You won't do it. 
I know it. Because the Holy Ghost is doing it. You don't want to overeat? Don't glutton the first time. And I preach that to myself. That's not judging. I'm not judging. Look at me. Because I'm living it. And he's governing me. I don't matter what you think. It's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, isn't it? Oh, yeah, buddy. Woo, it's easy to be an armchair preacher. But do you have the guts to live it? Do you have the guts to present your life and stand up before people with your faults, showing how God is delivering you? Do you? Do you? I know you do. Do you? <laughs> Never mind. (laughs) So you don't want depression? Don't have the first negative thought. You don't want a divorce? Don't say the first angry word. And then don't harbor the first ounce of bitterness. You take the first to the Lord. And let Him deliver you right there. That thing gets in and it gets root. You don't want to hate your children? Don't. Say the first wrong thing. Get on your knees. Let God govern your life. The Spirit of God will change you. The whole goal and the whole aim is to have that nature of Christ. We cannot do it in ourselves. The enmity is here. All the thoughts come in right here. This is where it's conceived. goes into the heart. Then you're acting on it. Let it stop here. He's told us about that carnal mind, and I'm going to finish up and let my husband come. I pray that you let the Spirit of God govern your life. I don't just tell the things that go on in my life just for telling it. They could be humiliating, but that humiliation is a beautiful thing when it's in Christ. But the reason I tell it when the Spirit of God moves me it's because I have a heart for the believer that's trying to walk the walk. And I hate the devil. I hate the devil with a passion, and I hate the way he picks on God's people. I hate it. So I'm going to bust him out every chance I get. I'm going to say, you're a sorry liar from the pit of hell. And if you're a believer, I'm going to tell you, you don't have to live like that. You don't have to live like that. When you're a child of God, the works of the devil are destroyed to you. You're not bound by them. You don't have to be. Are we presented with trials at times? Sure. That taught me exactly. I'm learning. I'm learning who I am in Christ. I'm learning how to be reconciled back to God. I see what Christ has done in in His reconciliation. That's my inheritance. My daddy and my mama have an inheritance for me. When they pass. Do you know that they, I have two sisters and each of us has an inheritance. I don't want my sister's inheritance. See, I trust my mom and daddy's judgment. They loved me before I knew them. Before I could even love them. They loved me. Just like our Heavenly Father. He loved us first. My parents have infinite wisdom. I trust my parents. So I trust the inheritance they've set aside for me. It's just what I need. And it's different than what my sisters have. It's equitable, but it's different because they know what I need. They know what my sisters need. Isn't that beautiful to you? We have an inheritance that's made just for me. It's perfect for me. 
It's perfect. And it's perfect for each one of you. Seek for your inheritance. He reconciled us to the Father. My God. How to destroy that carnal mind to slay it. He's given us us that ability. Man, we have so much to rejoice about. I pray the Spirit of God has strengthened you, established you, encouraged you. Next time you get in a gully fight, remember these words. Call for help. There's, you've got pastors here that will help you and guide you through this. That's what shepherds do. They shepherd. They watch the flock. But if you jump outside the fence, they can't hardly help you. But if you stay in the sheepfold, you've got a shepherd who's governed by that shepherd. Isn't that great? That's the teacher. Isn't that a beautiful? Don't we have a beautiful thing in God? He loves us. That's precious. These are these great and precious promises. Do y'all love him tonight? What a beautiful spirit of the Lord. Let's stand. Hallelujah. I thank God for that working of his spirit. Let these words penetrate your heart. And let's get ready to receive Brother Metter tonight. Hallelujah. We'll tell you, the Lord's already laid a foundation the way he wants to move here tonight. So while we're standing, let's go to prayer. And what I want you to do is ask God to give you eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking. God is bringing us into a realm that He wants to bring people into maturity. That's where He's bringing us. But I'm going to tell you something. These, the, what she was talking about, all the trials and the sufferings, it brought her to a place to mature in her relationship with God. And there's so many people, they're not maturing. They're not maturing. They're not coming forward. I see people that have served God 15, 20, and 30 years. They've not changed one bit in all the years I've known them. Not, not grown, not changed, not let the Spirit of God change them, mature them, bring them forward. And we need a mature church right now. We need a mature church right now. So as we go to prayer, let's ask God to give us... Yeah, I can see with these eyes. But can you see what the Spirit is doing? I can hear with these ears. But can I hear what the Spirit is speaking? I have a lot of understanding in my heart. In my natural knowledge. But can I understand what the Spirit is revealing? And that's where we need to be. Church has gotten so dead and so cold and so carnal. Till people that really love God, they're dying for deliverance. They're dying for a move of God. So, God's striving to bring them people together in a maturity. So let's go to prayer and let's ask God to help us tonight. I mean, I've exhorted in this meeting, but this will be the first night I feel like I'm really going to get down and preach the Word. But I feel like God's got a Word to help us tonight. But God can only help you if you let Him.
The Lord cannot go any further in you than where your relationship and your walk with God is. He can't take you any further or any deeper than where your spiritual man is. God can minister to your spiritual man where you're at in your walk with God. And he can't go any deeper. And the reason he can't is because you wouldn't understand. You know, God said in his word, he said, in, in, in the wisdom of man and the smartest man can get, he said, it's foolishness in my eyes. Is that what God said? So, don't think we're so smart that we got God figured out, because we ain't got him figured out. And there's people, they think they, they, they walk in such a place with God, and they walk in such a realm with God. Let me tell you something. God don't come down to your level. And, and your thoughts ain't God's thoughts, and your ways ain't God's ways. And when people get to the place they think they know and understand all that God's doing and they're, they're different and they're special, the devil's got you right where he wants you. He's got you right where he wants you. Because he can destroy you when you, you get that pride and you get so lifted up. That's when the devil can take you apart. Amen. This is a body ministry. Y'all saw a body ministry working here last night. Y'all saw a spirit of prayer hit this place last night, and a breakthrough was given in the spirit, and the the body worked together last night. You don't hardly see two or three ministers able to minister, and the anointing fall on two or three different ministers, and God use them in deliverance. That's a body ministry. And there ain't no jealousy. There ain't no envy. There ain't no division. There ain't no strife. It's learning to be led by the Spirit of God. And God's bringing forth a mature people. Can we go to prayer? And let's ask God to move for us tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, you give us of your mercy, your grace, your wisdom, and your strength. Lord, there's people here that need your help. They need your wisdom. They need your understanding. God, and they need you to give them eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking to the church. Let it be so, God, that you hear our prayer and you help us, Lord, God, to have those eyes to see and those ears to hear and that heart to understand, Lord, that we can come forward in that that you predestined and foreordained for your people in this hour. Let the very name of Jesus be honored and glorified and revealed, and we ask it to be so, Lord. In Jesus' name, will you give him a praise? You can go ahead and be seated. I appreciate the Lord. And and I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for what God's doing. I'm thankful for the way he's talking to us. And I believe the word that the Lord's put in my spirit tonight. It's going to reveal to us where we're at. Sister Angel, I just feel in my spirit for you to come and say something. I felt it in my spirit when I started to step up here. I want you to come say something for the Lord. I appreciate the way uh, that God used her last night, the way the Spirit of the Lord fell on her. 
Because I'm going to tell you something. If we will submit ourselves to the Lord, God is bringing forth a body of believers. There's got to be government in the ministry. Right now, there's no government in the ministry. You can say what you want to. There's no government. There's no leadership. And it's just about like there's a place in the Bible where it said there, there was no law. There was no law to govern the people. There was no true God. And people were just doing their own thing. That's just about where we are today. Amen? That's just about where we are today. Everybody's got so cynical, and they've got so self-righteous, and they've got so uppity and lifted up that people don't have a heart to learn and grow in God. And we've got to let God, hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if God can't get this generation's attention, there's a new crop coming forth. There's a new crop coming forth. Thank the Lord. I appreciate what God's been doing in this meeting. It's, it's been a great strength to my spirit and my soul. I definitely want um, pride out of my heart. That's what I've been praying a lot here lately is I want pride out of me. And there's so much pride that really lives in us more than we even realize it. And it's in the crevices of our hearts. And I don't want it in me. I'm asking God to really search my heart. And this morning I was asking God to really help me to have a pure heart. You know, um, I'm not even looking, church, for to be this great anointed preacher, to have all these things. That ain't even, I, I need to possess Christ. I don't want a confession out of my mouth. I want a possession. I really do. I long for it. I got a goal. There's a goal in my life is I must possess Christ. Many, many years ago, I preached, don't be a copycat, be an original. But, you know, I told the Lord this morning, if anybody I want to copy is Him. I really want to copy His Spirit, His nature, His life. I've got to have it, church. I really want to study the life of Christ and have that in me. I want to treat my neighbor as myself. I want to be able to see God. If I'm going to see God, i got to have a pure heart. I need a pure heart. I need God to change me. Hallelujah. Church, I'm not where I need to be. There's a longing in my heart to possess something in Christ. And there's things that lives in our hearts. I don't care if they've already said how long we've been serving God. It doesn't matter how long we've been serving God. There's still yet things in our heart that keeps us from possessing. There's still things in our own heart. Our heart can deceive us. And make us think that we're righteous. And make us think that we're right. And we're so wrong. God, I want you to do a work in my heart. I want you to put the spotlight on my heart. It's not my neighbor. You know, I've thought about Samson many, many times. I preached about him not long ago. And tell you this, to move out the way. Because, you know, you read about Samson. And when you look at that, Brother Chris, it's like, why did he see that? That was plain as the nose on his face, that woman deceiving him. Why didn't he see that? And I was questioning that in my heart one day, and I preached that message all different kind of ways as the Lord gave it to me. But this particular time, I was saying, why couldn't he see that? It was just as plain that she was deceiving him. And the Lord spoke this to my heart, Brother Matter. He said, Samson couldn't see himself. All he could see was his enemy. And if we're not careful in our walk with God, 
We will only see what other people do to us. We will never see ourselves. We will always see they're wrong. See, every time Samson rose up from his lap, her lap, she said, the Philistines is upon thee. All he could see was their wrong and their evil. But he could never see himself. I never want to be a person that can't see myself. I want to be able to be a person that can see myself and see where I need help. Because church, if we don't see ourselves and see our need, all we do is see others, their wrongs and their mistakes. Guess what's going to happen to us? We're going to become blind and we're going to have an untimely death. Because I believe Samson had an untimely death. I believe God had plans for Samson's life. Amen. But he had an untimely death because he become blind. And therefore, he lost. Oh, he killed more at his death. Well, that's another revelation there. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the part of us being able to see ourselves and not seeing the wrong of others. One thing, another, that another thing was laid in my heart in prayer while I was here is about, you know, y'all brought it out last night about the suffering. We don't like to suffer. But I'm going to tell you, have, if the fire don't get up, turned up seven times hotter on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we'd have never seen the glory of God. It had to have been turned up seven times hotter for the glory of God to be revealed. Church, you're not going to let the people are not going to see the glory of God in our lives until things are turned up. Does it feel good? No, but it works good. It works good. I have sobbed and sobbed many times in prayer for being misunderstood. I've sobbed many times in prayer for being lied on and talked about and just all kind of crazy things through my walk with God. And I would just lay in the altar and sob and ask God to help me. One particular time, it was a horrible situation happened in my life. I was accused of something very bad that God forbid I ever do such a thing as long as I live. But it was horrible. And they were leaders that did this to me. I could not do anything about it. I had to just suffer it. I was sobbing so at when they accused me of it, I couldn't catch my breath because I was so blown away. But they said, all your tears don't move me, Sister Angela. I was blowed away, Brother Chris. I said, how would I do ever in my life of such a thing? Even as a sinner, I'd hope I wouldn't be accused of that, let alone in the house of God. But i I tell you what happened to me. I suffered that. I let them have it their, th- their thing. And I suffered that. But I'm going to tell you, when they walked out of the church away from me and said their peace, I went over to an altar. In our Twin City Church. And I began to get into a worship. And I worshiped God for every lie they told on me. I mean, Sister Lisa, I went into a deep worship. And I began to thank God that He counted me worthy to suffer for His name's sake. That it was such a blessing. And I began to give Him glory and give Him honor. Hallelujah. And he was able to be seen in my life. Church, I'm telling you, the suffering is good for us. It don't feel good, but it works good. 
It's very, very good for us. Amen. I just want to be able to take it with a right spirit and a right heart. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't like to be lied on. But I'm telling you, if you're lied on and you're innocent, it's a great thing. If you're talked about and you're innocent, amen, it's a great thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. If we can hold our peace and have a right spirit and say, God, I thank you, Lord. I, I thank you, God. I, hallelujah, Lord. This couldn't have happened to, to me unless you allowed it to. And if it came my way, God, it's for a great purpose. And I want to have a right spirit about it and a right heart. Amen. Church, the main thing is when God looks into your life, which is what he told Pastor Daniels many years ago. He said, when I look, uh, he asked her, when I look into your, um, when you look into a mirror, what do you see? She says, I see myself. And he said, whenever I can look into your life and see myself, I will be pleased with you. I'm longing for that. I want God to look into my life and be pleased with me. Amen. I'm searching and reaching for that. I've got to have it. I've got to have the face of God. I don't want to give him my back. Amen. I love you and appreciate you. Thank God for the pastors here, for the senior pastors. Amen. And uh, all of you labors in the Lord. It's just a great honor to be here. Amen. God bless you.